Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Majai. And I'm Kevin Close. And in this episode, we're going to talk to you about... Oh, it's a litchy over there all of a sudden. Sorry. Uh, we're going to talk to you about Shanghai Disneyland's reopening. Um, there's a lot of information out there already, so we're not going to spend too much time on that. But what we're going to talk about is um, what we think will work there. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Kevin and I have been, so maybe we could share some of our experiences with that park and how we feel those new dynamics will work. What we feel they're doing can be translated to Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World. Um, but most importantly, we are going to end with a Kevin story. Kevin has a Disneyland Shanghai, Shanghai Disneyland story he's going to share with everybody. Alrighty. So first and foremost, we're coming to you from our beautiful backyard. In, in St. Cloud, Florida. Don't tell them the city. Why, do you think they're coming? I do. <laughs> I think they're coming. They're all coming over for some food. John uh, and I live in St. Cloud. Oh, no. Now it's out there. Florida. Not Minnesota. All right. So we're coming to from a beautiful backyard. If you hear splashing in the background, that is our pool making noises. If dogs bark, eh, they're going to bark. It is what it is. And if you hear noise in the background, those are trucks. Yep. All right. So um, let's get started. It was uh, this past Monday, uh, which will be a week from the point at which the show goes up. The show goes up on Mondays. So on May 11th, 2020, Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland reopened after being shut down for uh, coronavirus, for social distancing. And they're really the first Disney park to open. They did start with opening their um, Disney Town area, which is kind of like um, downtown Disney and, and Disneyland California. This is their shopping district out there. So they started kind of the same way that we're doing here in, in, in uh, Florida. They're going for the shopping district first, and then they're gonna go and do the park. And they opened with some specifics. Um, the government had mandated that they could only do 24,000 people in the park. Bob Chapek uh, made the announcement that it would be much less than that. They don't release attendance figures, but he said that it would probably be about 20% of the park's capacity at first, gradually inching up to 30% and then beyond, depending on how the opening goes. Um, we saw a couple of videos for it. Uh, we saw some stuff on the news, and there's a whole bunch of information out there. They're doing uh, temperature checks of everybody as soon as they go into the park. They're doing, everyone must wear a face mask, whether you're a cast member or a guest coming into the park. This isn't an option. Right. This is not a choice. They must do it. And they also have special QR codes in China that show that they've been tested and they don't have the virus. They must present that. And finally, along with their park ticket, they must also present their government ID, a proper government ID. So this is one of the ways that Disneyland is, Shanghai Disneyland is controlling who goes into the park and who may or may not have. They're also it. showing that in the queues coming in and out of the attractions, there is a hand sanitizer like every eight feet. Yep. Um, they're, they're sanitizing the parks like crazy. Between every ride, every time someone rides, they're sanitizing all the ride vehicles, they're sanitizing all our handrails. They are giving out, I think, I remember reading this, they're giving out masks to people who don't have them, and they're providing special garbage cans for people to discard of their masks along the way if they feel they got to a point where they want to change their mask and put a new one on. So I think they're really doing a lot. They are... Um, 
they are social distancing on rides. They are leaving rows of rides open so that people cannot sit there and you must sit rows They apart. are not filling in all space. Exactly. The other thing I understand too that they're doing is rides like that have a lot of touch to them, like Buzz Lightyear, uh, Space Ranger Spin or whatever it's called out there. I think it's got a different name out there. One of the things they're doing is they're making everybody wear gloves who ride those rides. So they're really taking a lot of precautions. Sound like fun yet? <laughs> I will tell you this though, the people going in that park were having a good time. They were very excited to be there. There was a lot of cheering. Um, again, the other things that they're doing is there's uh, special markings on the ground for cues and things to keep you socially distanced from the person in front of you. Oh, and then for a, a show viewing, they had made like a checkerboard on- For fireworks, yeah. For fireworks, you could stand on the spot that was not filled in or the spot that was filled in, but then the other spot you couldn't. Remember we talked about the dogs? That was them. So they had special places that, you know, this is where your family is supposed to stand. Um, no, no parades yet, no um, theater shows yet over there. No buffets. And the, and the uh, characters, you can't go up and inter interact with the characters. As a matter of fact, this is kind of where I want to start. There's a lot of stuff we talked about that I think we can talk about, will this work and will it not work? One of the things I want to talk about specifically is what we saw with the characters. So the characters all march out, they all march out with a handler that stands with them. And then in front of the handlers is a row of cast members, all with face, ma face masks on, mask face, face masks on. And face masks. holding up signs that says, do not come near the characters and like screaming at them to stay back. And they had stun guns. <laughs> they did not have stun guns. Oh my gosh. But there was a line. I mean, like you couldn't, they, uh, we were looking at the um, Toy Story folks, Jesse and Buzz and all that. And you couldn't get within 10 feet of them. Right. And I think that this is one of the things that's going to be the most challenging for them. I mean, how are they going to, I have to turn sideways, looking at the camera is just weird. Uh, how are they going to do this for little kids? How do you tell a little kid, yes, you can look, but you can't touch? There is no hugging. There's no hugging. The stun uh, guns will take you out. When you have that, you know, princess or that character that's your child's favorite, how do you keep them back from that? It's, it, that's gonna be a really tough one, I think, for a lot of people. I think a lot of the other stuff, though, would work for Shanghai because I, I think that um, folks there would listen and do what they're told. Like, I don't think it's kind of this, they don't have the same thing we have over here where it's like, I'm never wearing a mask, you can't tell me what to do. I think they will wear a mask if they're told to wear a mask. They will stand where they're supposed to stand. And all of the video has them wearing that Duffy drag. <laughs> it's true too. Well, you know, that all of that character stuff goes out the window once Duffy shows up. Because okay. you know they're gonna maul Duffy, right? We were watching the video, and they're all dressed up as Duffy. <laughs> they love their Duffy over there. So, again, I think it will work there. I think there's some stuff that once they try to do it here is gonna be really tough. People are not gonna put up with it. Um, they showed those spaces that people were supposed to stand in for the fireworks. I don't know about you, but it's like you and I filled this a box. So yeah, we, we, might, we might we might each need our own box. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> they Sir, showed a family the box with him, but we're spilling out of the box. He showed a family from Shanghai, <laughs> they and they're all in the box. And I thought, I'm going to want my own box. Yep. And then you think, you know, they're going to have a stroller, and they're going to have grandma, and it, you know, that seemed to be a little bit far fetched that you were going to contain it. I think the stroller could have been in the other box. And then the other thing too is, you know, you got to walk to get to that box. You know, you're not just going to magically pop into it, so you're going to walk past other people in and out. It's all very difficult to control, you know, when you think about how they're going to be able to do that. One of the things that struck me about when we went to Shanghai Disneyland is the way the park is set up, while it's very reminiscent of other Disney parks and how it's set up, there are some differences that I think will make it better for reopening under these conditions. There is nothing in my opinion. I mean, like the icons, a castle and rides and things like that. However, that's it. The, uh, apparently they had a lot of money to sh spend on Shanghai. The walkways look like military parade grounds. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I was getting to. They have a main street, like we have a main street. But it's like seven lanes, yeah. seven or eight lanes. First of all, it's very short. There's not as many uh, buildings there so you go through Main Street pretty quickly and then like I said it's really really wide and then you get to the area before the castle and it's this giant sprawling park no I want my hand up. I was just gonna say there's a thumb in my picture put it down there um, there's this sprawling park that you get to before you even get to the castle where so we the, would have the hub yeah they have a park it, it's huge though and it creates a lot of open space for firework watching so people would not be on top of each other and so, then when we were there it was filled with instagram influencers and their photographers yep that so, was the most annoying thing i found about that park was you you waited a really long time to just get a shot of you and your family in front of the castle because without they, someone doing this right they'd be taking these pictures for like 20 or 30 minutes and you know posing and, and setting up lighting and setting up lighting and stuff i find that i found that annoying um once you got, so I, I remember once you got into the back of the park, like if you got into their adventure land and stuff, the roadways, the walkways did narrow. They did, but I don't remember. I, in Disney World, there's a pinch point right near between uh, It's a Small World and Haunted Mansion. That's a pinch point. There's That gets crowded, especially on um, with strollers. In Disneyland, California, it's right near um, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. I know that's something else now, but Tarzan's Tarzan, George of the Jungle, something like that. Um, that's really horrible. One night just after Fantasmic, I stood on a chair and started directing traffic because we didn't move for like 10 minutes. Um, I didn't see any of that in Shanghai. Right. There's definitely more expanse there. There's wide open spaces there. Um, I even felt some of the queue lines were bigger. So I think they have a better chance of of keeping people socially distant just because of the layout of the park. The video we've seen of the parks, there were people wandering around freely where, and not, you know what Main Street's like after the parade. There, we saw none of that. Um, we saw none of that when we were there either. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a larger park, it, there's more space. So I think they've got a good chance. I think that we're going to see some good results over there, that they'll start to open up more. But again, I feel like there's going to be a bigger challenge for Disneyland and Disney World to do the things that Shanghai has implemented. 
in order to keep the the parks at a level that people feel safe. And let's have a talk about something. All of the Disney parks are private property. They get to make the rules. You're very angry about this. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, all of the Disney parks are private <laughs> property. No, that wasn't creepy. it? No, that's just Okay. Creepy. All of the Disney parks are private property. If I, I'm not angry, I swear. I'm sitting outside. Um, if they tell you to wear a mask and you getting into the, part is, into the park is dependent on you wearing a mask. Right. But don't you think there's going to be... Up. But don't you think there's going to be those people, you know in Florida who are going to stand outside and scream at a cast member and yell at a cast member. Yes, be, I think there are going to be those people. And, and, They're already here. And I unfortunately... Well, not here. Really. And unfortunately, I think there's also going to be a group of people who might get physically violent with cast members because they're being told that they can't go in the park if they don't wear a mask because that's how they feel. They feel like they're being... Their rights are being taken away. But again, we have to emphasize. Yes, but you can't go into the park with a shirt that has naughty words on it. That is true. Um, there I, are rules. I agree with you on that. I'm just saying, I think that Then these, why are you arguing with me? Because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly fun. No, I, what I'm trying to say, though, is that these are the things that I think are going to be sticking points when world opens and, and land opens. And I again, think the I, thing we have to keep in mind, two words, two, two. Private property. The other thing is going to be, um, I think, this idea of people obeying whatever things are on the ground. You know, I went to our local Publix a couple weeks ago, the last, last time in a while because it was crazy. But they have arrows on the floor. Easy enough to follow. You follow the arrow. This is the flow of traffic around the store so that you don't come face to face with people and everybody stays safe. And inevitably, there were 10 or 12 people who didn't care. They were going any which way they wanted to go, and they were doing whatever they wanted to do. And those I, are the people who say things like, do you know how much I paid for this vacation? Right. I'm doing what I want. So I think you're going to find those people are going to be in the parks as well. I think they're going to be people who say, I'm not standing in this square to watch fireworks. That's not a good view. I'm going to stand where I want to stand. Um, that's a consideration, too. The other thing, too, is um, I didn't know this until I was reading about Shanghai Disneyland, is that most of their tickets get sold within the week of travel. Where, you know, here in the world, we plan our vacations, or even Disneyland California, months in advance. Some people years in advance are planning their vacations. In Shanghai, they buy their tickets kind of week of is the bulk of them. So Now, they did say for the first couple of days they were open, the tickets sold out. Yeah, it was actually the whole first week was sold out. Yeah. That's the first couple of days. So what you've got is you've got a different dynamic there as well as far as how they can control the people going in the park. You know, we're Walt Disney World is taking reservations uh, July 1st and beyond now. You know, I don't know if there's any controls or any measures going on that's limiting the number of people. As far as we know, there's not. We've not been told you can't, there's, you know, there's too many people at this resort, don't do it. But, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. So a little more control over there for Shanghai Disneyland. I don't know if they have the annual pass holder crowd that World and Land has. Yeah, I don't know as well either, it's not as far as I know. I'm trying to think of what else we can talk about as far as our experience in Shanghai as it would relate to this particular situation. I can tell you that Shanghai and, uh Hong Kong are less handicapped accessible 
than the parks that we have here in the United States and even Tokyo Disneyland. You cannot rent a scooter uh, in Hong Kong or Shanghai. Now, we haven't been in two years, three years. That might be a big, there might be something different. But when I was there, you couldn't rent a scooter. They had wheelchairs that were made for um, seven-year-olds. They didn't have the wheelchair they wanted you to sit in. Uh, so you have to keep that in mind. It is not accessible. They don't even allow you to bring your own scooter because it's considered a motor vehicle in those two parks. So there are none. It's not like you can't have one and everybody else can. You just can't take them in. I also want to say, I meant to preface, preference, preference. What am I trying to say? Preface? Preface, that's the okay. word. I'm trying to preface this. It was really, it was a noble effort on my part. Um, to say that uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel does not and cannot sell Shanghai Disneyland or Tokyo Disneyland, uh, Tokyo Disneyland or Hong Kong Disneyland resorts. These have to do with certain laws and regulations and also limitations with Disney. So we do not sell these destinations. However, Kevin and I went to Shanghai as part of a Diz Dreams Adventures by Disney group that we put together back in 2017. Um, we put together a special trip. We took the Adventures by Disney standard trip and we worked with the trip developers to make it what we called more park centric. We took out a lot of the other stuff and made it more time in the theme parks. For example, now you, go, you can go on an Adventures by Disney trip and go to Shanghai Disneyland, a China trip, but they spend literally half a day right. in that park. And we wanted several days in that park. So that's how we got there. We did not book it on We our called own. it a China trip. There was far less China than there was Disney Park. That is true. But we knew that going in. That's kind of how we sold it. Right. And the folks we went to wanted that experience as well, wanted to be in those theme parks. Um, the trip now does not stay at the Disney hotels. When we put the trip together, we stayed at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which was gorgeous, by the way. Absolutely stunning hotel. So there's a funny story there. Milk is not a big thing in Asia, at least in China. And I drink milk. I like milk. And there was someone else on our trip. I'm talking about Lori, who also enjoys cold milk. And I was out one day and I found a store and I was texting her from this little store. It's between the hotel and the park. And I, we were so excited. We found cartons of cold cow's milk. <laughs> It was, it was a big deal. It was a little convenience store that was actually the where the boat docked. Right. Because we went out of our hotel, you got a boat, you rode over to the theme park and came back. And it was a little convenient mark and they Martin, they had all different kinds of stuff you could buy. However, you know, they had um like sushi seaweed <laughs> wrappers and I spent all my souvenir money on cartons of milk. <laughs> on gummy bears. And cartons of milk. It was a very fun little store to go to. It was cute to see. Lori and I were excited about it. But then other people came in and bought milk too. Because they knew that they were going to do You're that. not going to find it anywhere That else. was the trip. Was that the hotel where you got a uh, turkey sandwich? <laughs> it wasn't a turkey sandwich. It was a corned beef sandwich. Oh, it was a corned beef sandwich. <laughs> That's right. And that. we were there in the autumn. And apparently in China, when it's autumn, that means you smear a thick, thick, thick like thick i ordered a corned beef sandwich thinking i'm gonna get a new york city corned beef sandwich silly me they smeared a good two inches of 
pumpkin pie filling on top of my sandwich. I had a sandwich that was hugely thick, but this much of it was corned beef. The rest of it was pumpkin. Uh, what happened was not only was it the autumn, it was also Halloween. Mm. So they were celebrating Halloween sort of in the way they think Americans celebrate Halloween. And I, apparently pumpkin was a thing because pumpkin was everywhere. Put pumpkin on the sandwich. Unsweetened pumpkin pie filling. That was really popular. You had to ask for none of it. Because surprisingly, it, it a little goes a long way. It does go a long way. Um, what else can we say about the fact that they're the first ones to open after the coronavirus, the precautions they're taking, that sort of thing? I think it's a bigger park. I think they have more space to distance people. I also think it's Shanghai and it's China where the rules are the rules. And if you don't follow the rules, you have a problem. I think the United States is going to have more people who feel that they have rights and will find these rules difficult. I, I'm right there with you. I, I have the same exact feelings. I think Shanghai Disneyland's going to do well. I think we're going to see more of it open quickly. I think they're going to do it without there being a problem. I also but think there's more testing right there yep. and that they're going to... You have to prove that you're healthy to get in. And the only way you can prove you're healthy is this QR code. And if you have a QR code that says you didn't have it at that time, you're allowed in. At this point in time, the United States doesn't have that layer. I'm just looking through my notes. I took a bunch of notes to say to show what they were doing. I wanted to make sure I covered everything um, that they're doing. And I think we did a good job of it. I think, you, you know, and a lot of this will try to be implemented here in the United States, in Disneyland, California, and here in Florida. But a lot of it will be how well will people receive it and will they obey it? I'm going to say something real quick. We there, The Universal City Walk opened. Was it yesterday or the day before? And it's all bloggers and vloggers and social influencers and all of these people running around. Not us. Not us. The only social influencing I have is on my dogs. <laughs> They're very impressed at what we do. Okay. Just be careful. Of I am. I won't hit the microphone. When you pick him up. Maybe I'll hit the microphone. I'm sorry if that crackled. That's Sam. Sam does not know why we're sitting on the backyard in these weird chairs. This is not the kind of place we normally sit. And Sam thinks that he's missing something. He's missing out. So again, what I was saying about uh, City Walk was it was really about people going and doing this thing of showing I'm here and let me show you what they're doing and let me and they were sort of in my opinion um in trying to show people what was being done to do things in the right way they were doing things in the wrong way just my opinion if you're mad at me I completely understand Kevin's mad at me every day that's um, not true, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know why I said that <laughs> all right so in this whole idea of talking about Shanghai Disneyland and our experience there, and let's put the puppy down. It, it was his idea, not mine. It is my idea. You can unplug him. And talking about Shanghai Disneyland and, and our experiences there and how it might relate to the coronavirus and how they're going to get through it, wanted to talk about uh, an experience we had in Shanghai Disneyland. This could have been saved for one of our travel story shows, but this kind of fits in where we are 
And Kevin has a story about Shanghai Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean. I would like to do a little setup first before you get into your story. Okay. All should right. I go wait behind the curtain? You should. Go wait okay. behind the curtain. Do a reveal, Eliza. Come on out <laughs> in your sparkly spandex. And what, what no. we had the chance to do in Shanghai Disneyland is we had the chance to go with tour guides. They gave us several VIP tour guides and we broke up into groups and we went and we got, uh, we're able to cut the line as you do with a VIP tour guide onto several rides. And the big ride out there is their Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So the... You, now, just, uh, you understand they put these groups into people and they made a third group. People in the groups. They put the people into groups and then they made a third group for the older, slower, <laughs> less adventurous folks. Who wants to go on all the rides? We do. Who wants to go see shows? We do. Who's old and slow and fat? John does. So we had this group. That's not true. But it was, it was the people who were wanting to take it a little bit slower. And we meandered. Kevin was in a chair. I was pushing him in a wheelchair. Of not very big wheelchair. No, not comfortable. So we get to Pirates, and Kevin says, listen, I'm not going to ride Pirates. Okay, before we get to Pirates, we're walking through, and I wanted a corn dog. Worst corn dog I've ever had in my entire life. It had pumpkin on it. It had pumpkin on it. And our tour guide said at that point to John and I, are you two brothers? And John said, no, we're married changed everything she insisted that we walk through the park holding hands right. and that, that we kiss this is the best thing she'd ever heard in her she life. had never oh seen anything God. like that she'd never seen and it she wanted us to take poses where we were standing cheek to cheek and hugging and hugging characters we dispelled that pretty quickly we did okay so gone through and we rode some rides and we did some stuff and we got to pirates which is their big ride it's an incredible ride out there and uh the group goes on and kevin says and i want to go on i've been on pirates before i know how it is to get in and out of the boat it's dark i don't see well in the dark right. i'm gonna have to transfer out of a chair which is really uncomfortable so i'm just gonna sit on the bench and watch the people go by you go ride pirates i'm okay with it so we went to ride pirates it was a group of us and when I tell you blown this away. This is my story, he tells you. Well, I need to set it up. When I tell you blown away, blown away, this ride is only surpassed now by Rise of the Resistance. In my opinion, this is the mm -hmm. best theme park ride out there. It was incredible. And so we came off this ride and we said to Kevin, listen, you really have to ride this ride. And so I said no. So they went on again. So we're trying to convince him, listen, it's an incredible ride. You've got to do it. You know, put put everything aside. We'll get you there. We'll get you in the boat. Everything will be fine. So he finally says yes. So I will let you take it over from you. Again, it's dark. It. So the guide says, well, we're not going to take you through the queue. We'll take you in the back door. So we'll take you right to the vehicle. And I said, okay. And in Florida, you step down into a vehicle. You step down into the boat. That's not true in Shanghai, Disney. You queue up in the... Um, up to the side of the boat and i'm going to guess the boat the side of the boat is three three and a half feet high and you have to climb over it you have to step over the edge of the boat down into the boat so think about that sort of dynamic of throwing your leg over into the boat john gets in the boat first so he's on the far side and then i get in i'm glad no one had a video camera okay so i get in and the seat is about 
oh, maybe nine inches off the ground. So I sit down on the bench and my knees are here. I'm looking, I can rest my head on my knees. So we're probably the fourth boat in line. And the old slow meandering group has the whole boat. So the first boat goes whoosh and goes off into pirates. And the second boat goes whoosh and disappears. The third boat goes whoosh and disappears. The fourth boat goes crunch. This is the boat we're in. And comes to a dead stop. Now, everything else is wished and gone away. And our boat has, you know, we did this. So all of a sudden, these three people came out. And they looked at the boat. And they looked at all of us. And they looked at the boat. And they walked away. And we just sat there. Well, now 12 people come out. Shanghai Disney employees and they look at the boat and they look at us and they look at the boat and they disappear and they come back with I don't before you go before you say that what did one of our folks say Mickey McGee Mickey one of our dearest friends says was that an apple on the track and I thought what what are you talking about she said did we hit an apple <laughs> is an apple gonna bring this whole thing to a screeching halt and why would there be an apple in the water in the Pirates of the Caribbean and so she, now I'm trying to figure out what the apple has right. to do with anything. Was it something else that she thought was an apple? It was just really funny. Now What's the 12 one? people that were just there come back. And they've each got, I think it's called a skein. Like you buy a skein of yarn. These were a skein of rope. And I'm not just talking like clothesline rope. I'm talking like I'm going to tie up the Disney magic kind of rope. <laughs> it's like giant nautical rope that they come out with. So they start tying the boat to like the things that separate the queue. They're tying it to buildings. They're tying it to other things. And they're putting probably, I'm going to guess, 15 ropes on the boat. And I said to the guy, what are you doing? He goes, well, we have to evacuate from the boat. And we don't want it to take off while you're halfway out of the boat. <laughs> so kind of tie up the boat, tie up the boat, tie, tie up, up the, the boat. boat. Faster, harder, stronger. Now, I'm sitting nine inches off the ground. I am not nimble. I am not. I'm just not. So now they tell me I have to get out of the boat. Well, John got in the boat to help me get out into the boat. Now, John's on the other side of me. So now John has to... But before that happens, who was going to help you out of the boat? Oh, she was so sweet. <laughs> was sweet. It was, I don't remember her name, but I'm going to guess. It was Mulan's weaker sister. Yeah. She probably weighed 80 pounds and she goes, give me your hand. I'll help you out of the boat. And, and I, I was thought, like, oh no. Oh, honey, if I grab your hand, I'm going to throw you to the other side of the boat. I need John on the other side of me. So now John realizes that the only way I'm getting out of the boat is if he gets out of the boat first. Now, he has created panic in the stevedores who have tied up the boat. Because <laughs> he's kind of stepping on me and stepping on the seat. So now we get him out. So while I'm still sitting there, the 12 people that had tied up the boat disappeared. And now 25 people came back. And they all stopped and looked at the boat and looked at me, because I'm the last one in the boat. And then they ran into this like back room and I could hear them talking. 
so finally we figured it out and i had to put like one leg over the seat in front of me and stand on this leg and put this leg over the side of the boat again i'm certainly hoping that there is not security footage of this it was it there was nothing graceful about it so i finally get out of the boat and i get back outside hugging the bench that i was sitting on that i am not stuck on this ride and the guide comes back out and says Okay, we think it's fixed. Come on back. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> the ride's working again. Do you want to go on? <laughs> she kept his face. No. No, I'm not climbing Never. back into the Never. boat. I'm not sitting on a nine-inch stool. What happens? I don't know if I caused it. I don't know if it was just a malfunction. Maybe it was the apple. So I said, no, I'll stay here. And... Um, John went on like nine more times. I did. I went on through the, kept going on the single rider line. <clears throat> I was just happy boat. to be out of the boat. And, but they kept running out and looking at the boat and looking at us like, what did you do? And then they would run. And then they came out with those bales of rope. <laughs> Skeins of giant rope. Like, again, you've seen them tie up the magic or the wonder. That's what they were using. Like nautical rope. So we had a great time. It was a great trip. We enjoyed it very much. And of course, coming away with stories is always fun. But um, yeah, I don't know how to end this show, except for the fact that we hope Shanghai Disneyland has good luck with their opening procedures. And we I think hope I hope well. anybody who's opening anything yes. has good luck. Right. I, I told you on another show, I fall into a couple of the groups where they tell you to be careful. I'm over 60. I'm overweight. And I'm diabetic. And I think to myself, I'm not ready to go back. I'm just not ready. I'm, I'll be ready. Other people are going to have to prove to me first that we are ready. There is very little. I mean, I would love to see my friends and my family and go, go out to dinner. I'd love to travel again. But none of that is enticing enough for me with the fear of getting sick. What we want, I think I want people to, to know is that it's okay for you to make your own decisions about this. Absolutely, I'm making my decision. I'm, I hit that microphone, sorry. I'm making decisions based on me. I'm not trying to make decisions based on you. I can only tell you what I think. I think everybody out there has to make their own decision. Right. Are you willing to go? Are you ready to go? Do you think what they're doing is enough to keep you safe, to keep your family safe. If it is, great. I, I hope you have a great time. If it's not and you decide to stay home, no judgment. Do what you need to do. No. Come see me on Twitter. Excellent. All right. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, we hope everybody has a great week. We thank you very much for listening and watching. We hope everybody stays very safe and stays very healthy. Everybody. And everybody. Please, please, please. And please wear your mask. Bye.